0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Discussions from My Closet. I am your host, Wendy Giaubier. Yes, my last name is not easy to pronounce, so you can just call me Wendy G for short, or simply Wendy, whatever works for you. This podcast is called Discussions from My Closet because... Well, it's just that. I am literally set up and sitting in my closet. Since I'm quarantined in my home, apparently one of the best places to run a podcast in the house is your closet. So here I am, in my closet. I don't mind it actually, it's pretty cozy in here. Okay, who am I? Well, I consider myself a lot of things, but in short, my background is in music and education. Have been doing both pretty much the majority of my life. Um, ultimately, I am a human being, just like all of you out there, and I have questions—lots of questions about everything. You name it: love, life, relationships, culture, religion, politics, personalities, careers, family, friendships, etc. I can go on and on. In each episode, I'll interview someone who can help give me and many of you some perspective on each of these topics. I'll ask questions, they'll answer, and hopefully we'll all leave having learned something new and definitely have some fun along the way. I'm going on a journey, friends. I'd love for you to join me. Okay, here we go. Hi, friends. Glad to be back with you again. This episode is going to focus on experiencing Christianity, more specifically, my Christianity. You know, you're all going to get to know me much more than you ever have on each episode in this podcast. (laughs) Hopefully, it'll bring us closer together and not farther apart. So many people who know me know that I've been a quote unquote, churchgoer all my life. My mother brought my siblings and me to church every single Sunday. In addition, we would have to go to church during the week for Tuesday night Bible study, Thursday night choir rehearsal, Friday night prayer service, Saturday morning fasting service, and Sunday. Well, Sunday was church day all day long. Sunday was morning prayer, then Sunday school, then Sunday service, then breaking bread with the congregation. Uh, Looking back at it now, it was a lot. (laughs) But during that time, I didn't experience it that way. I actually looked forward to it most especially for the music and singing and the special treats we got to have. I enjoyed that very much. (laughs) Well, since then, I've had a roller coaster of religious experiences. And because of it, I'm in a very different place now. Those of you who know me well know that I attend church every week. But that now is more a part of my career because I'm a professional classical singer. So I'm always singing in church all year round. And I gotta be honest, I love it. I love the music, but I attend church now very differently from how I used to attend growing up. My beliefs are different. The way I see religion, God, Jesus, Christianity are all vastly different. I usually don't like talking about this with others because it's so very hard for some folks to understand where I'm coming from. It's not easy to explain my journey. Why? Well, Because some see this world as black and white, right and wrong, good and bad. It's either this or it's that, and there's no in-between. I'm so far removed from that thinking now in my life. I do believe that the human being is a complex one, and therefore, the human experience must be complex as well. So I know I'm saying others don't understand, but to be honest with you, I myself don't fully understand. It's something I'll continue to delve deeper into. My religious and spiritual journey has been in the making for years. And I'll say that my new way of seeing things probably started when I graduated high school and moved away from my parents to attend college. I went to a Jesuit school, Iona College in Westchester, New York. I don't personally own a college. The college name is called Iona College. Apparently some people hear I own a college. So just in case that's you, I clarified it. So, you know how every college and university have required courses a student has to take in order to graduate from that school? Not the core courses like math, English, history, etc. I mean those courses specific to that particular college. Well, for Iona College, Religious Studies is a requirement. I waited some time to take these classes because um, I think I was trying to avoid it as much as possible. To be honest, I was not interested at all. At the time, I was going through a personal struggle with myself and rejected religion. I rejected Jesus and God altogether. I had a lot of things going on, and I went through so many different changes. Hmm. Interesting time in my life. Well, the time came that I couldn't avoid these classes, so I took my first religious studies class, and it was recommended that I take it with a very specific professor. By the way, sidebar, Iona College was the absolute best school experience I have ever had in my entire life. No, really, truly awesome. Okay, that's my little plug for my alma mater, Iona College. (laughs) Okay, I digress. I digress. So. Iona College. At Iona, many of the professors are uh, titled brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so. Well, I took my first religious course with a sister. Not like a sister sister, but like a sister. <laughs> okay, you know what I mean. <laughs> My next guest is Sister Kathleen Degnan. She's a lot of things: a professor, a doctor, an author, a psalmist—that's P-S-A-L-M-I-S-T, psalmist. I love that word. She's also a singer and composer, and has written over 200 sacred songs. You can check her out on Spotify. Kathleen Degnan is a sister of the Congregation of Notre Dame, or Notre Dame—the correct way of pronouncing it. I just didn't want to confuse anyone. She founded the Peace and Justice Studies program at Iona College and the Iona Peace Institute in Ireland, where she's from. She sits on several boards and received her doctorate from Fordham University and is a Green Faith Fellow. Sister Kathleen's articles on classical and contemporary spirituality have appeared in a variety of print work. She is the author of several books, including Christ, Spirit, as well as books on Thomas Merton, a well-known and very well-respected writer, theologist, social activist, and scholar. If you never heard of Thomas Merton, you may have for the first time this past week if you watched the funeral service for Representative John Lewis. President Clinton explained the story of when Lewis was getting ready to cross the bridge and march from Selma to Montgomery. So he packed a bag with important things in it. He figured he was going to get arrested and be away for a while. Among other things, Lewis brought two books with him. One of them was the autobiography of Thomas Merton. I myself was first introduced to Thomas Merton in college. So a little fun fact there. Sister Kathleen and I had quite the discussion. And I honestly could have stayed on the phone with her longer asking more and more questions but you'll notice towards the end she's the one who had to end the call (laughs) i really did take quite a bit of her time (laughs) all right i promise you all that i would keep the episode shorter so this discussion had to be set up in two separate parts so as to not lose anyone so be sure to catch both episodes if you can first because it truly was a wonderful discussion but also because i do my reflections in part two and i don't want you to miss that Okay, remember folks, things may be opening up all around us again, Um, but we all still need to practice social distancing. Therefore, I'm still home and having these discussions over the phone with my guests in my closet. Okay, here's Sister Kathleen Degnan. Enjoy your journey! Yay! Thank you, Sister I Kathleen. I am so excited um, that uh, you're that you're taking this call and you and, and you can talk to me. Just to let you know that I, I am recording now, if that's okay surely. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I'll try very, very much to not take too much of your time. Um, but uh, first, I just want to say welcome. I'm just so glad that um, you are able to uh, speak to me. I have, as you know, my my podcast is called Discussions from My Closet. So I really am in my closet right now having a conversation <laughs> with you. <laughs> That's so fun. Oh my I mean, it's strange, but it totally works, Sister Kathleen. Well, that's um great. Yes, yes. Now, so um, you, I want
1: to congratulate you for your creativity. Oh, thank
0: you. Thanks thank you so an, very a, much. A
1: creative entrepreneur.
0: It's oh, thank you so very much. I mean, that's what, that's what you get for quarantining alone and um, trying to figure out, okay, what do I do next? And so, yes. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that this situation's of um, um, happened just just in the sense of um, I've been able to have a lot of time uh, to myself, so a lot of self-reflection and a lot of self-discovery, which has been really wonderful for me yes. personally. So yay, yay, yay. Um, I've been speaking to um, a lot of different people for, for the podcast, but I, I I can't tell you how excited I am that I get to speak to you. Today, even, even if it's just for a brief moment um, about things. I have, for every episode, Sister Kathleen, I am talking about very um, different things, all different topics. And I think um, you certainly came to mind when I wanted to talk about this specific topic. Um, so are you fine that I'm just going right into it? Go right ahead. Okay, excellent. Um, so um before I ask uh really any questions, I wanted to um I don't know if I ever uh shared this with you, sister Kathleen, but you know, when I when I started uh college um back in nineteen ninety four, um I was in um an emotional space where I was very angry. I was angry at God, angry at Jesus, angry at Christianity, and just religion altogether. Um, it it certainly was a put-off to me. Um, I was going through a lot in my life, and um, I was only 18 years old. And by the time I reached college, I was kind of done with it all. And um, I felt like I did all of the right things. Like, I went to church, I prayed, I read my Bible, I followed you know what what's considered like the rules, the commandments, doing what I need to do. And somewhere I just felt that, you know what? I was I was there for you. And by you I meant I mean like God. Yes. And I was saying, but it just but God, you're making it very clear that you are not there for me. And um and so I just started asking a lot of questions like, are you even there? Do you even exist? Is anyone, anything out there? And um, I was I was right at that moment where I was questioning everything that I ever believed in. Um, and so now I am attending Iona College, and um, uh, I have to take a religion class. And I was trying to avoid it. I was not interested in, like, going to a class and hearing... Um, Someone say, God is good. God is great. Pray, and He'll be there for you. Um, but I knew I had to take a religion class, and um, with the, it, I took my brother's advice, and he says if you're going to take a religion class, um, take it with Sister Kathleen Degnan, and um, and so I just signed up, um, not having any expectations at all. Um, I thought I was going to hear a sermon but what I got instead sister Kathleen was um the start of a transformative experience for me yeah, it's and um and I certainly just want you to know that you truly did play a part in that and I didn't um I don't think I've ever shared this with you but it really um, it really was the beginning of of a lot for me and yeah and um, thank you for telling me that oh oh I'm, I'm I'm so glad that I really get to that I get to share that with you because uh many years later I am still taking away things that um that that you taught in the class and I took you for like one semester but it truly did help me to continue taking other religion classes but I was approaching it in such a in such a different way. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so you truly, uh, you know, what you talked about was all, it was all new stuff to me. I heard, I heard religion and Christianity and Jesus especially explained in a way that I have never heard before. I grew up with a very different type of um, understanding of um, of what my Christianity was or is, um, so i 'll sort of start from there you know i I hear a lot about um, contemporary christianity i 'm not exactly sure what that is or if that has anything at all to do with this, but because it was all new information for me, I have a feeling that some listeners um who would who will listen to this episode it may be very new information for them and so i might be using the wrong terms or the words so i i really do ask for you to um i'm i'm looking for your guidance you can correct me you can say that's not exactly the right the right words how, however however you'd like to to guide this but would you consider um your I hope I'm asking this correctly, but would you consider your faith sort of like um, a a, con- a contemporary way of seeing Jesus and Christianity and spirituality? I don't know if I'm asking it correctly, but... Um,
1: well, I think that I would actually want to quote St. Augustine. Okay. Uh, Who left us with some gorgeous poetics about his own quest and search for the living God mm. and for a way to be deeply and truly human and and I can say this to you now because I, I, in 1994 I forget how old I was then but as an elder now yes, I have to say that I am still about that quest
0: mm. I'm
1: still about that um, how shall I say
0: mm.
1: uh, uh yearning to somehow know and and feel the presence and live in the presence of the living God. Yeah. But Augustine once said, you know, late have I loved thee, O oh, beauty ever ancient, ever new. So that's the way I'd like to talk about Christian spirituality. Okay. My own my own spirituality is quite ancient. Mm. I live very 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 close to the beginnings I labor to live very close to the beginnings of this uh, marvelous tradition marvelous opening okay. in in the history in the life of the human race of a new awareness mm. of uh, what is this mystery in which we live and of course the early, our early Christian ancestors are, I'd love to call them the, you know, the well St. Paul calls them the pioneers okay. of, of the spiritual life. They had a remarkable energy and freshness and depth and wildness mm. to their claims of what they experienced in the event of Jesus. Um, you know Jesus is a catalyst well first of all Jesus can't be exhausted by any name or any word or description right Uh. so but one of the ways I like to think about Jesus is that Christ Jesus is an event of something that broke through or broke out within the human of its understanding of who it was, who we are as human beings, yeah. and who we are as creatures of a living God, ever creating and creating from the inside. You know, I the marvelous new cosmology that we have received in within the last century lets us know that there is that everything is an inside job. Wow. Everything is happening from inside, from within. Wow! So, you know, from within divinity, from within God itself, there is this birthing forth of you of a universe. You know, wow. one that we one that we know of, but we don't know very much, and so we live we live unknowing and in a sense of awe and mystery. But part of that eruption of divine creativity mm-hmm. that is the universe you know came this improbable planet earth and then this improbable species sapiens humankind and within that improbable species there came this improbable event like mm. we can only call Jesus an event Yeah. Um, that in his person in what he activated and awakened in his contemporaries and in and then in human history for forever was just a remarkable enlightenment about who and what we are wow. and what we can be
0: that is really um that's amazing i i it it really sticks with me when you say Jesus Christ is an event um and how all of this truly is an inside job and it comes from and it comes from within it it it's something that um and I'm just so glad that that you shared that that you even continue to still be in the quest and still have a yearning because I feel like I I feel like this is something and that's why when I was saying like when I took your class it was really the beginning of um of a transformation but I graduated from Iona like 20 years ago um Mm -hmm. probably over 20 years ago and I'm still going through that um transformation now because I continue to discover New things, and um, and and it helps to um, give me a deeper understanding. Sometimes, just a new understanding of 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 how I used to of, of how I used to see things, and um, in comparison to to how I'm seeing things now, and different experiences, I tend to interpret them um, and and see them differently now, um, yes. because because of the new because of the new understandings. So,
1: you know... Yes. um, When we... When we have... If we think we have figured out God Mm -mm. or or figured out the living Christ Jesus, we can be quite sure that we have created an idol.
0: Wow.
1: Because this is not something to figure out Wendy
0: Mm. this
1: is this is something to be immersed within the mystery of God is is the the great field of being it's the great field of all becoming all mystery we are a tiny instance of it we are we are a creature in whom God is discovering God's own self oh. as human, you know? Yeah. As God plays at being everything. God plays at being the enormous um, elephant. Mm. God plays at being the tiniest little, little gnat, mm. the most beautiful, extraordinary butterfly or the most remarkable sea creature. God is playing at at God's own creativity and and you know, we are blessed to be an instance of that in this remarkable
0: yeah, unfolding
1: yeah. universe it's, yeah. you know as from the time we started this conversation how many more galaxies have been born wow we can't, yeah. we, can't, we can't even fathom that mm. so i think to think that one has arrived or that one knows mm-hmm. god or one knows the living christ i think perhaps that becomes idolatrous. Yes. That's that's not to say that we don't experience God. Yes. yes. Or that we have intimacy <clears throat> with God. Okay. But it's almost like saying, you know, I know I know my brother, I know my mother, my mm. father. No, we don't. Yeah. Yes. We're living into the disclosure of one another's mysteries. We mm. don't we don't have them um, Comprehended Yeah And I think oh, wow. if we can rest In This is where I've come to anyway Wendy In yes. this stage of my life mm-hmm. As an elder yes. I've come to a place of deep uh, How shall I say Serenity mm. With unknowing Mm-mm, Not yes. knowing and it's, a, it's an enormous relief to let God be God and to let the mystery of Christ be that yeah. inner guidance, um, awareness, yes. a presence, a healing, loving presence. Mm-hmm. But to live with unknowing and to live allowing and permitting, yes. it's a big, it's a big thing because I think most of us suffer because we want so much to control and know and
0: mm, figure yes.
1: out and
0: have the answers. and Right. right. Yeah. But there's a... and... Absolutely. Oh my God. This is, um, this is absolutely wonderful. I'm so glad you, um, you just shared that because you're truly, you're truly speaking to, um, um my own just my trying to i i grapple with with this regularly um in different in different ways and mm-hmm. having to realize that um maybe the approach should be rather just discovering and continuing continuing to discover or experience the awe and as opposed to just trying to um in a sense like quote unquote make sense of it like i like i have to say this is what this is i have to be able to explain this is what it is or else something is wrong or else something something is unsettling in my in my emotion because i can't i can't figure it out
1: Yes, um. so you're so right, and how can we make sense? How can we make human sense mm. of divine mystery?
0: yeah, oh I mean, wow. how
1: can we do that again? It's like it's like Augustine um, <laughs> seeing the little boy on the beach and mm. you know watching him trying to fill up. The whole beach into a little beaker
0: yeah yeah no, it
1: can't happen yeah. that's what we are with this we 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 are supposed to be in pursuit mm. of the living god okay. we we're made to pursue our knowledge and understanding and intimacy with the living god okay. that's why it's why and how we're made yeah but to think that we ever arrive.
0: Mm, yeah. You know, it doesn't happen. So, Sister Kathleen, what is You know, how, like I hear sometimes when people say and I myself have been um uh and and now after hearing hearing what you just said, it's making me rethink and saying, yeah, that's probably be that's probably me just trying again to make sense of my situation and, and be in control of it because I'm getting ready to say that I've, I've said, and I've also heard um, saying, well, I'm not religious. I'm more spiritual. So I, is there, is there, would you separate that Would the, are, are those two different things? Cause for a long time now, that's what I've, how I've tried to explain my own personal, journey and I and I feel like somewhere I've like moved away from what I would consider religion and say, no, I'm more of a like a spiritual being and that's what I'm more focused on. The mm-hmm. religion aspect, I, I'm not I'm not a very religious person. Like I still say it till this day, I'm not really religious, but I do consider myself spiritual. Is there a can you speak maybe a little to that?
1: Sure. Cause I think that you're Naming Wendy mm-hmm. the ethos of our time okay. um, there's such a there's such a disappointment, shall we say, in in religion and religious institutions, there's yeah. been such betrayal,
0: yeah,
1: uh, by religious institutions of some uh, people of some um, communities of yeah. religious faith. Uh, and so, But I would make... I I, I wouldn't say that they're two different things. I want to make... I want to make... This is the clarity that I have. Okay. First of all, to say that I'm a spiritual being is just a given. Mm. It's our... We are, by nature, spiritual beings.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, Great Mm. wise figure of de Chardin once said, Mm. we're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Ah. So the primacy of of our nature is that we are an incomplete, ever-growing, evolving, questing, spiritual being in a human form. And Um, So, yes, to be spiritual is the given. To cultivate one's spirituality, I think, is what the wise ones commit to.
0: Mm.
1: I think religions are born as the wise ones commit to cultivating their spirit lives. Yes. According to their time and place and culture, according to their languages and their experiences. So, if you go back to the earliest um, manifestations of human spirituality, that is to say, of the human perceiving something more, something greater, something more mysterious. I mean, we'd be back in the caves, right, of Mm. France, watching what our our ancestral hominid relations were were groping at. They knew that there was power in the world, and they were trying very hard to put themselves in alignment with it. I think that's what spirituality is, is to put oneself in alignment with the great spirit of this mysterious, divinely... Birthed universe to put ourselves in alignment with the Spirit of God. That's yes. what spirituality is. But religions are the ways that human beings have constructed to do that in a, in a really, um, how shall I say, comprehensive way. Okay. So, for example, if I'm a Jew,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I cultivate that spirituality. According to the traditions that grew up in, you know, the the ancient stories and and uh, guidance yes. systems of of my people. Yes. If I'm a Hindu person, I do mm-hmm. the same. I live in that very very rich religious imagination of the Hindu world, mm. where. There are many, many, many different manifestations, uh, humanly contrived or conceived human manif- manifestations of the divine mystery, yeah. and and I learn and I get taught uh, by my devotion to those to those um, deities. Mm. If I'm a Christian, I'm someone who has been drawn to or magnetized by the the guidance system Mm -hmm. the family of spirit family of faith of the the one who manifested a radically profound and new way of being a spiritual human being that is to say jesus yeah so i think um i'm a person that's both Quite religious, because precisely because I want to be spiritual, uh-huh. um, I I lean on I lean into the wisdom of this long family. I'm I'm a Catholic Christian. Yes, uh, I love the tradition. I love the the teachers, the mm. saints that we are invited to imitate. Mm. I I love the sense. In our tradition of this intuition that we are surrounded by all of the all of those who've gone before us and still somehow we don't know how but still have have life that is effective in relationship to those whom they've loved Mm. so um I love that yes. I'm called to worship. Yes. Um I I'm not always completely satisfied with the with the forms and the modalities okay. of of these traditional institutional expressions of religion. Okay. But but I know that every religion invites creativity.
0: Mm.
1: So um you know, how I cultivate my spiritual life, I think in some way needs to be quite uh, abundant. You know, so many ways, like today. I mean, I live in two little rooms yeah. in an apartment building, and I've been, like you, I've been sequestered all this time mm-hmm. in New shell. I live, I live with a little feline uh, companion. Oh, so she teaches me a lot about <laughs> the divine creativity. Okay. She teaches uh. me a lot about silence. Oh wow! But my, but I live. I've tried to create a little indoor forest, mm. and uh, I've been looking at my plants all morning, and I've been looking at the little nuts that appear on the moor, yes. or the leaves that fall off, or the the new leaves that emerge. You know everything mm. cultivates our sense of wonder and awe
0: okay yes
1: and our sense of connection like the life that's pushing through that sweet potato vine is pushing through me mm. only only i need to do it consciously
0: wow yes so when you when you're when you're looking at that vine and you're having that experience that it's pushing, it's pushing through you. Are, are, are you saying like you feel, you feel, you feel everything when you see something or you're experiencing something, are you, are you feeling it, you're feeling that everything that's happening in the world is truly, is, is happening within you as well? Does that
1: Well, that's make... a powerful way to say it, Wendy. Mm. And, you know, actually... Yeah, that's the big mind. Mm-hmm. And from a Christian point of view, the Buddhist would say, that's big mind. Okay. When you come to that awareness, in Christianity, we'd say, that's big heart. Okay. That felt awareness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, yes, I'm okay. certainly not there. That's not steady state for me. Oh. <laughs> um, but when I allow myself... To rest in the great field of divine being, that is to say, of God. Um, Mm -hmm. Lately, to be honest with you, lately, um, you know, I I think many of us have experienced heightened anxiety during this period as we watch the world, as we watch our country, which is so um, particularly... Afflicted and suffering yeah. now, um, yes. that that it can be difficult to pray. Mm-hmm. It can be difficult to open up yourself and your heart, for example, to the Amazon and to all the people that are just dying because of COVID, because mm-hmm. of the criminal neglect of their leadership. and also the criminal neglect of our leadership in our country Mm. and why we are the country with the largest cases of COVID. So it can be very difficult to open up in prayer uh, to allow the suffering of the world to be uh, encompassed by you. But truly, yes, there is no separation. You see the point, (laughs) the Mm. great discovery of the spiritually awakened person is that everything is so utterly connected mm-hmm. everything lives inside of everything else yes. and um, it's the degree to which we permit it because most of us are very self-protective we don't want to suffer and also we don't have that big an inner space mm. so see that's what spiritual practice is about Wendy right yes. making, making the, making the inner forum, the inner field of my being. Big. Wow. It's just making it bigger. Yes. So that everything can live inside of it.
0: Yes. Wow.
1: And um so I think you have said it truly that yes. You know, I well, in my tradition we would say everything lives within Christ Mm. Um, we are the body of Christ and divinity is the spirit of Christ but that is one mystery and that Christ lives in the depths of whatever we mean by God now that's the unknowable, unnameable part I don't even mm. like to talk about God too much because my little tiny human sensibility can't really reach it or touch it.
0: Oh, wow. And,
1: and that's why we rejoice that we have this manifestation, this embodiment, yeah. this incarnation of divinity in our own form, in our own human nature. The living Christ Jesus mm. speaking our language, teaching us in our own language, yeah. in our own yeah. bodily forms and so yes, yeah. um yeah. prayer prayer is about letting it all in.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: And letting it all be.
0: Mm. Letting it all be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, friends, that's the end of part one. You gotta go and listen to part two so you can hear the remainder of the discussion and also hear my things that make me go, hmm, segment. All right, it's really good. You don't wanna miss it. All right, see you in part two. Bye.